these two guys talking sports, you know it's going to be a good day. This is Backdoor Sports with your hosts, Basilios and Trevor. Watch your mouth, woman! Welcome in, everybody, to yet another episode of Backdoor Sports. I'm your host, Basilios, and sitting right across from me right now, Alex Woodward. What's good, buddy? Yo, yo, what's up, man? So, uh, good to be back after Thanksgiving. Hope everybody had a good one. Yeah, man. I, you know, I called into the other guy's show, and that was a real blast. So yeah, thanks for calling in. Of course, it was a lot of, of fun doing it. You guys put a lot of work into it, and I just wanted to make sure uh, you guys got the credit you were due. So yeah, I appreciate the tweet. No problem, buddy. But uh, I also gave Lanolin his uh, his. Oh, I listened to it. I wasn't actually able to call in, but he yeah. did a, he did a heck of a job too. Yeah, he so. did good. I, I heard the first segment. So. Um, Let's get right into it. First topic I want to talk about tonight, the new college football rankings came out. Well, they're not new anymore. They came out a couple days ago, but we they're new to us, yeah. new, to, new to our airwaves. So uh, college football rankings, we got Clemson at number one. Uh, remind me who we have at number two. I Auburn, can pass over the sheet. Yeah. Auburn at number two, Oklahoma's at three, and Wisconsin undefeated at four. Do you think Wisconsin? I think I think Wisconsin deserves that four spot. I mean, you can, they're undefeated. Yeah, I, I don't think they're as good as the competition that's in the rest of the top six. Mm-hmm. But they're undefeated, so you, there's no reason to not put them in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just think think about this: the other undefeated team is uh, Central Florida, and they're undefeated, and they're like 14th. <laughs> so yeah. makes that uh, loss the the Terps lost to them after they had that bye week, and then they got. They like didn't practice for like two weeks, and then they stomped yeah. the Terps. Yeah. So it makes it look a little less bad because they actually ended up being pretty damn good. Yeah, they did. But uh, I I like the way things are are right now, and I'm honestly really happy that that uh, Alabama's, Alabama's at five. A, me too. I, I'm okay with that. I am as well, and I, I'd like. Don't get me wrong. I li- there are a couple players from Alabama that I like. I like Jalen Hurts, the quarterback. I think he's a. I think he's a solid player. He seems to have his head on head screwed on straight uh, for an Alabama player, which is very very rare. Um, and then I also happen to like their kicker, Papanostas, because he's Greek. Yeah, so. of course. <laughs> I, like I, I gotta show. Gotta give him the love, bro. But uh, no, I'm. I'm excited. These these rankings are. Fi- it's finally showing what we've all been waiting for, and that's what's going to end up happening. And it seems right now Auburn is the heavy favorite, although they're number two. Uh, Clemson also is... Yeah, don't sleep on the defending champs. No, 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 of course not. But uh, is it safe to say that at number one, Clemson right now might actually... People are kind of sleeping on Clemson right now, even though they're at number one. Because they've they've done it quietly throughout the season, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. They don't have Deshaun Watson anymore, so they kind of lost that star power. But, yeah, I mean, Dabo Sweeney, props to him for getting his team, you know, back into the college football playoffs two years in a row. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they've got they, they've got a couple big wins over people, but, you know, 14-6 to six over Auburn, I mean, that tells me a lot because Auburn's in the top four as well and a low-scoring game and they could keep them, uh, uh, offense like Auburn, to six points. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, man. And uh, one question I want to ask you before we get into more of our heavier, uh, more of our heavy topics uh, what's uh, who won that Golden Arm Award today? I, I checked out right before it happened because I had to go to class. Oklahoma State's um, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Wow. Yeah, it's it's really cool how they do it too because 
I, I get to it's cool that I'm involved in it because <laughs> obviously they do everything on the air but behind the scenes every year the Golden Arm Award recipient doesn't know that they're winning the Golden Arm Award they just mm. tell them like yeah you're gonna join some news talk radio station they're gonna interview you about <laughs> A, B, and C they, they, they don't really even like it's not even on their mind so then I called him and he was hunting he was like on a hunting trip or something Uh-oh, shoot. and he was with uh, one of his teammates actually he was at like a motocross event uh-huh. They they told me he was hunting, but he was in a motocross event. Anyways, so I call him, and I have to pretend like I don't know what's going on. I can't say congratulations or like, hey, it's Alex from 105.7 or anything. It's just, hi, is this Mason Rudolph? Yeah, what's going on, man? Not much. Uh, we got one minute left. You ready to go? And he's like, yeah. And then we pop him on, and then they, uh, John Unitas Jr. Yep. tells him that he wins, and then you get like that live reaction where it's the first time he hears it, and I don't know, it's kind of special. And uh, they're going to do a video where his buddy was recording the whole thing on their end, and we recorded our end, so it'll be uh, available soon. That's awesome, man, and uh, congratulations to Mason Rudolph. I know there were quite a few other quarterbacks in contention. I kind of knew that Baker Mayfield was not going to win no the award. No shot. I don't think Johnny Unitas <laughs> would have ever condoned somebody grabbing their crotch at another team or <laughs> planting a flag on an opponent's field. I don't think that's uh, in the Johnny Unitas spirit. Well, didn't Peyton Manning win it? Yeah. Didn't Peyton Manning teabag an athletic athletic uh, Allegedly, and he mooned her, according to (laughs) Peyton. Well, anyway, (laughs) next topic, uh, we're going to a different Manning. Eli Manning, the younger brother of Peyton Manning, uh, or former, former starting quarterback for Big Blue, the New York Giants, was benched in favor of Geno Smith. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, he's 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 barfing into the trash can oh. we have next to the desk here. <laughs> Sorry. What? Like what the fuck? <laughs> we're already Clean past, that up there. <laughs> we're already um, you know hitting our WTF segment, but seriously, Geno Smith. I mean, you got Davis Webb, the rookie, waiting. Geno Smith. Yes, the the quarterback that was sacked and tried to pass the ball behind his back and ended up fumbling it. He initially did it to not fumble it. It didn't work. Yeah, it's um, terrible. The year, he's in the same city that he already showed that he's a flaming bag of garbage. Exactly. He playing, like, he's playing on the same field. These fans will love that. He's playing on the same field. Listen, this is also the man that probably screwed the Jets' chances of ever accomplishing anything because the year before Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota were drafted, I believe it was one of the last few weeks, and the Jets could have tanked to go ahead and grab James Winston or Marcus Mariota. And Geno Smith has to go and get win a game. Win some games. Win, win some games, get a game-winning drive what against Tennessee. And, you know, hey, what, what are you going to do, man? Let's not forget, this is the man that got his jaw broken by IKN and Polly. His own teammate. Who owed and he he owed the linebacker six hundred dollars and he never paid up and this just shows you how much disrespect he got in his own locker room where the quarterback is supposed to be the de facto leader of the team right and uh, this the only th- thing he was leading that team in is turnovers yeah exactly <laughs> and I mean this this man this man deserved he he commanded no respect from anybody over 600 bucks too these guys make millions of dollars even the scrubs like IKN and Polly make $800,000 yeah. a year yeah 
Yeah, I mean, practice squad guys make like five hundred thousand. Right. But I mean, at the same time, man, like Geno Smith is getting another shot. I mean, wouldn't you rather start Davis Webb? That's what any person with a brain would think, right? Except for Ben McAdoo. Ben Ben McAdoo more like Ben McAdoo, bro. Like right. honestly, with, with, with this decision, Ben McAdoo don't have a job. He's it's about <laughs> to, it's about to happen. He's about to get fired. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it just seems like. He's literally just lighting the dumpster on fire. Like he, the dumpster was, was already on was fire. Already on fire, but now he's the one with the trail of gasoline at his feet with the matches. I mean, he, it, their season has been ugly. There's no no getting around that. No. But obviously losing OBJ is a big thing. But just the way he's handled this team and he's lost the locker room and then he says I haven't lost the locker room and then the Giants said they're not going to fire him, which they should have fired him. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like he's trying to get fired. I mean, I get, I respect Eli for saying the plan was for them to start me just to keep the streak going and then take me out. What's the point? You're right. What's the point? I mean, if you don't want to, if you don't want me on the field, I don't care about that streak. I already took second all time. You're not going to catch up to Brett Favre, so why not? I mean, I would decline too because they're not going anywhere. But at least see what you have in the rookie Davis Webb. I mean, that's why you drafted him, right? To see if he's the next. You know, they literally drafted the him to the heir apparent. Eli Manning. Yeah, and you know what you have in Geno Smith. I just it makes no sense. Yeah, and I, I just don't wanna, I don't understand. But I, I wanted to play a video. I wanted to play an audio clip from uh, the Dan LeBetard show where uh, uh, there was a little bit of a rant. Uh, it was Stugatz on Eli Manning, and he he took a way different stance on this. And I just wanted to play it for everybody here. So here's that audio clip. You're going to be loyal to memories, even though I happen to think the Giants did the right thing here all the way around. And Eli Manning, are you kidding me? They offered you an opportunity to keep your star streak alive and play in the first half. And I'm certain if he was playing well in the first half and they were winning, I don't think he's coming out. You know? Well, I don't and know so he about passed that. Up, but he passed up on that opportunity. We'll never know because he said no. Like a petulant little child, he said well, no, well, went to his locker, and started to cry. No, wait, hold on. That's hold, a bad job by Eli. Hold on. And all this loyalty nonsense, oh. really. The guy who refused to take a snap and put his foot down in San Diego, that's the guy we're making a big deal about? Seriously. I got drafted by San Diego, refused to set foot in the city of San Diego. Please, loyalty. Wow. Wow, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot to <laughs> take in there. Um, I mean, I mean, you have to look at it, and I mean, he he puts together a decent point, in my opinion. I'm I will listen to this. I don't think what he's saying is completely like unfounded. His, his loyalty argument is dumb, though, because it is. Eli didn't have any loyalty to the Chargers. He never had any tenure with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. He got drafted, and he said, "No, I don't mm-hmm. want to be here." That's Obviously not the that's the opposite of loyal. Mm-hmm. But he's been with the Giants all his career. He's won two Super Bowls, two two time Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's done everything that he could do to be loyal to the Giants. Well, so I mean discredit that argument off the, of that. The first argument I think where if he was able to start and if he played well, I don't think they would have pulled him from the game. I don't think they would pull him in See, favor of Geno Smith. I don't know if that's so sure or not, because at that point if they're winning, I mean what does that make them? Two and ten, or whatever the hell their record is, or two and eleven, whatever they'd be. I I don't think that even if he was playing well in the first half, I feel like they would make the switch to either Geno or Davis Webb. I'd rather because I mean it was for them it was about the streak. It wasn't about winning the game. 
That's fair, but I, I just uh, I don't know. I think I think this this whole thing it's it's getting so far it's getting so far fetched right now, man. And the Giants organization, I mean, this is a this is an organization that when they won their those two Super Bowls five years or four years apart from each other, this was an organi- organization that could almost do no wrong. And this, they're all, they were always known for doing the right thing per se. And for this, for the first time, God knows how long since they fired Tom Coughlin, I guess. I, I was just about to say my biggest takeaway is you really see the footprint that Tom Coughlin had on that organization because as soon as he leaves, all this you know obscurity happens with the mm-hmm. Giants and how Ben McAdoo handled the situation is terrible. And you look at what. Coughlin's doing in Jacksonville. They, they're a playoff contender this year. He's built yeah. that team very well. And, I mean, they're one competent quarterback away from making a serious playoff push. I mean, they could probably already make a serious playoff push, but if they have a good quarterback, they don't need to worry about the turnover-prone Blake Bortles. Yeah. And, I mean, the Giants, with we, we all, like, stared in awe at their defense last year after it was assembled by Jerry Reese. Yeah. And they pay a lot of money to people. Yeah. I mean, Janoris Jenkins, Olivier Vernon, mm-hmm. DeMont Snacks, Harrison. I mean, we saw all these guys come in, and d- uh, what I want to know now is with how bad they performed this year, and I understand a lot of them have been injured at some points, but did we see them overperform last year? Or did, did, like, did they maybe exceed standards for a year, and then maybe now they're coming crashing back down to earth this season? Or did they maybe just the – doom and gloom play from their offense. Maybe the defense is losing interest in, in trying to win these games. I think more likely of all those scenarios is just they don't care anymore. They've given up. I mean, they're, they're checked out. But honestly, I can't answer that with any certainty because you would think their defense would be better this year because of mm. the quality of the rest of the league. There's so many injuries to key players on offensive teams like the Packers and other places. But that hasn't amounted to them doing better on defense, so I don't know what it is. I mainly for me, it just seems like they're checked out. They don't they don't like Ben McAdoo. They don't trust Ben no. McAdoo. I mean, how could you trust a guy with that kind of hair, man? Or that stash. Ew, God. Ugh. It's it just gives me the it just I get the heebie-jeebies every time I see it. Like it's he a, looks like he needs to be like knocking on all his neighbors' doors and warning them that he lives there. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're not going to give that joke to you. You're going to need to like just think about that if you don't get it at first. You need to think about it. We're not forced, we're not feeding you the jokes here. You need to work for your work for your humor. But um, no, speaking of humor, how about this this laughing stock that uh, the Tennessee Volunteers football team has turned into? Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on with that. I, Did they get Lane Kiffin back? <laughs> does, does the world just come full circle and he comes back to uh, them? Shit, man. If I were Lane Kiffin, I'd want to stay at Florida Atlantic University, too. But, I mean, I tweeted out earlier. I'm like, hey, Tennessee Volunteers, I'll take the job. Shit. <laughs> like, okay, I'll, I'll, ta- I'll gladly take the money and sit here and do the exact same things the past coaches have done, which is absolutely nothing. So... Uh, there, there, there. Even like the jokes and the memes and everything like that about Kim Jong Un t- doesn't even want the job in Tennessee. <laughs> they've had they've cropped his face off a regular picture, and they put it on a Tennessee coach's body, and it's the funniest thing. I saw it for the first time like two days ago. Man, I was wheezing. <laughs> I I couldn't I couldn't even like just handle. 
<coughs> what I was seeing. But um, in all real, in all like fairness here, the Tennessee Volunteers are in such a deep hole right now. I don't see them getting. They're they're in a Browns type of pit. Yeah, I mean, bitter misery, dilly dilly, dilly dilly. I mean, they're in the SEC, so. I mean, what can you do to compete against powerhouses like Auburn and Alabama? Well, that's the thing. Like, they're even. I feel like even if they were in the Big Ten or if they were in a, the, the ACC, they still would suck. I it's I, I know it's probably an unpopular opinion. There are a lot of Tennessee fans out there for some reason, and I I really do think that this is a team that is so far gone. I don't even think the play for for some reason the players still want to be there. I don't even know if all the players want to be there still. I feel like a lot of them are trying to transfer out after this season's all said and done. And if it happens, man, it's gonna be a mass exodus because the Tennessee Volunteers can't seem to get shit. I mean, they've had six coaches decline the job. Uh, the most recent one I'm seeing right here is. Uh, Former LSU and Oklahoma State coach Les Miles is apparently very interested in the job, um, but besides Fournette, how well did he do with recruiting at LSU in the past in his last couple of years at LSU? So I don't know if that inspires any confidence for you Volunteers mm. fans out there. But like for me mainly, I think nobody wants that job because the competition in the SEC and just in the South there's so much football talent. And yeah. sure, you could say there's enough of it to go around, but. Really, when you look at it, with this college football playoff format, there's only four teams that make it in. So if you're in that region around Alabama and Auburn and all that, those are if those are one of your options, like those are one of the schools that are looking at you, why would you even think about Tennessee? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. And, I mean, unless you live in the area, unless you grew up watching the team, I could see why you'd, you'd say Tennessee. But Right, but that's a, that's, that's a lot of variables. You need that's what I'm a saying, five-star yeah. recruit and somebody that – likes Tennessee already. Yeah, and apparently, didn't they also reach out to Jason Witten, the current tight end for the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, I, they're just, they're grasping for straws at this point. It's it's just, it's a shit show in Tennessee, and I mean, hey, you know what, I tweeted it out earlier, but consider this my interview, my interview audio clip. I have coaching experience, two years on a high school football coaching staff. I coached varsity, so if you want to hire me, <laughs> shit, man, I'm I'm all good. Hey, and Alex, you could be an assistant on my staff if you want. Oh, I appreciate that. We got uh, it. Man. I, I'm thinking that they're gonna end up with like Jeff Fisher or something. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna end up with somebody god awful. with the mullet. To be relevant again. Oh my god, not the mullet, please. Not do not be the mullet. But um, we got a couple more topics to hit on before we hit our break. Uh, so, players of the month and players of the week uh, for the NFL released recently. And let's let's holler out to our Ravens that oh. live in town because uh, Sam Cook won AFC Special Teams Player of the Week mm-hmm. for the beautiful pass he threw to Chris Moore against the Houston Texans. And five punts inside the 20. Don't forget that. Will That's not forget probably that. more important. I mean, that was a pivotal play in the game, mm-hmm. but field position is crucial. Oh, for sure. And But uh, let's let's see here. Uh, Sam Cook is 4-for-4 four four in his career passing. So I'll give him credit. He's the most efficient uh, quarterback the Ravens have ever had. Yeah. <laughs> <Set> franchise marks. <laughs> yeah, man. So um, And then we got Justin Tucker winning the special teams player of the month for the AFC. Yep. So Ravens making, making a splash. So I guess – 
once again, this is going to be a year where we only see Justin Tucker, Sam Cook, and Terrell Suggs make the uh, Pro Bowl. That sounds about right. Sounds about right. Um, <laughs> I can't name another Pro Bowler that comes to mind besides those three. Yeah, so I mean, unless they they uh, someone drops out, maybe we see maybe Mosley. I can see CJ Mosley. CJ Mosley, maybe maybe Jimmy Smith. Yeah, that's true. Smith's having a career year. Yeah, and I, I know Weddle, nobody on offense. No, that's nobody. Sure. Weddle and Jefferson, I don't feel like have played well enough to get the recognition yet. I, I feel like, but I feel like Weddle is in the same category as Terrell Suggs, where he's been doing it for so long, and he just has the a lot of it is just the stature too. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like those are the players that could possibly get in a Pro Bowl, maybe. Uh, just the three, but unless other people drop out, we won't be seeing many of the purple and black in, uh, I don't know, is it Orlando. in Florida again this year? Yeah, Orlando. yeah. So no more Hawaii for a while, I'm assuming. That's lame. I feel like that was half of the fun of it. At I least know. for the players. That's why everybody's declining Dude. it in the past couple of years, because who the hell would, I can go to Orlando on my own time. I loved watching the skills challenge in the mid-2000s where we saw, like... Yes, they the, brought that back last year. I know, but it wasn't, I don't feel like it was the same. I mean, we they, saw... Yeah, it was kind of more team-based, like, they had that one, like, relay thing where they had to, like, run through, like, padded walls or something, and <laughs> it was dumb. It was yeah. timed, and they had to, like, pull, like, heavy blocks or something, mm. I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, you want some, like, offensive linemen to get involved. But the hands contest, like, comes to mind. And, like, the QB accuracy, which they did last year, which was still entertaining. Uh, obviously, Drew Brees won again because yeah. he always does. Yeah, I remember um, – oh, God, I can't remember his name. But he used to play guard for the Cowboys. And uh, he was one of, the, one of the members of the Great Wall of Dallas the first time around. And uh, he was – at one of these skills challenges, he was the strongest, and he was the strongest man in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I loved seeing those. Like it was kind of like a combine for, like it was like a semi combine at the in Hawaii for right. these guys. It's an all star like, combine. Yeah, and it was like it was. You saw the quarterbacks. They would have these uh, the throwing challenges and everything. How far you could throw one. Yeah. Uh, and then how many targets you could hit and stuff like that. But no, I I I will I start. I've watched the Pro Bowl a couple of times, or like the last couple of years or I so. I haven't watched Just, it in five years. I mean, I've glimpsed that. I can't say I've sat at the edge of my seat with a bag of popcorn and enjoyed yeah. it like a fan. But uh, I always tune in to see. Just the general stats. Who's gonna Who's gonna win? Really? Like, yeah, yeah. I know they don't do. I look at the box score afterwards. Yeah, I think they're going back to the AFC NFC format, right? I think yeah, they did that last year too. Fantasy draft or whatever. I don't know. I thought for the first year that was a pretty pretty neat novelty. Uh, yeah. With uh, Jerry Rice going against Deion Sanders, I thought it was pretty interesting. But uh, it kind of wore off after the second year. But I'm glad they're Unless getting they're back to the basics. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd like to see Deion Sanders come in as Leon Sandcastle. Yes. <laughs> and then Jerry Rice comes in as Jerry Rice Cakes. That's a good one. Right? No, well, no, that was a, that was Wasn't that like thing. a commercial? Yes. Okay. Yeah, both of those were commercials. But uh, uh, what's not a commercial, what's uh, real, Jimmy Garoppolo is, is going to start this weekend for the San Francisco 49ers. And they are going, who are they going against this weekend? Hang on. Uh, it's, it's Chicago. Yeah. It escaped me for some reason. But the 1-10 in 10 San Francisco 49ers are leaning on their last leg of hope for this uh, godforsaken franchise that's dropped off the face of the earth in the last five years after making it to a Super Bowl uh, with Colin Kaepernick and Jim Harbaugh at the helm and losing to the, our own Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they're going against Chicago this week, the three-win team. And, uh, I mean, it'll be two un- relatively untested quarterbacks going against each other with Jimmy G and Mitch Trubisky. Uh, 
Do you think Jimmy G has a solid week this week? Yes. Uh, I mean, I know it's a small sample size, but he only played four plays last week at the very end of the game, like mm-hmm. 30 seconds left. He converted a fourth down, mm-hmm. and he threw a touchdown pass two plays later. And that was it. I mean, it didn't matter at the end of the game as far as the score, but it's certainly, you know, exciting if you're a Niners fan because look how low scoring that offense has been all year. And then Garoppolo comes in for four plays and they have a touchdown. Yeah. There's no way Kyle Shanahan can't start him this week. Can I just and say? Hurt. Can I just say though, I'm I'm really really like mad at the fans at the San Francisco 49ers fans because they cheered when CJ Beathard went down with an injury. Yeah, that's that's scummy. That's asinine, man. That's like why would you wish an injury upon this guy that's done nothing but try to perform for your organization? I get it. He's not the best player out on the field, but look at the rest of your team. San Francisco is supposed to be like the lovey-dovey, hippy-dippy city in America. Yeah, like, that's only when they're winning. And everything. Yeah, but I guess, yeah. For for their football team, they're ruthless. Yeah, they they, <laughs> like, they were all lovey-dovey and shit like that when they had Joe Montana and Steve Young and even Jeff Garcia for a yeah, little bit. They, uh, that, that's actually true. I, I guess they probably turned once the Colin Kaepernick thing happened. Yeah, and, I mean, <laughs> shit, let me tell you, like, Colin Kaepernick, like, taking over the starting job for Alex Smith, yes, it got him to a Super Bowl, but if I were the... San Francisco 49ers, I would have kept Alex Smith because it seemed like the short fight. Just, I would have got at that point after the Super Bowl, Colin Kaepernick's trade value was at max. Yeah. And I would have traded him away because you probably could have gotten more for him in a trade than you would have get, gotten for Alex Smith leaving. But, <laughs> I mean, at that point, like this year's, and still, Alex Smith has fallen off this year, but at the yes. beginning of this year, he actually looked like he took a step forward <coughs> where he was actually throwing the ball past 20 yards down the field and getting those big play touchdowns. That's the difference, at least for back in those days when it was Kaepernick versus Smith. Kaepernick had big playability, whether it was through his legs or slinging it with that fastball type of arm motion that he throws with. Smith just didn't do any, like bring any extra elements. He didn't scare the defense. Kaepernick had that threat with his legs, and he, he was accurate that year. I mean, Vernon Davis had a career year that season. And in the playoffs, I mean, he was amazing in that uh, Saints-Niners game. Yes, but, he was. But the catch number two. I mean, I get what you're saying because obviously Kaepernick's not in the league right now and he looks pretty bad his last year. But there's no way after that Super Bowl I'm trading Colin Kaepernick and keeping Smith. It just doesn't make any sense. Colin Kaepernick was the young guy and he just took you to a Super Bowl and Smith is the washed-up guy that's been there for eight years and you know what you have with him. I mean, when, when he started, and I'm not, I'm not saying this from a place where I dislike Colin Kaepernick because when Colin Kaepernick first started, I had huge amounts of of respect and I liked the way he played his game but even I knew and I was a ca- I was I wouldn't say I was a casual fan at the time I was just really starting to get into like hardcore fan base shit right and Colin Kaepernick to me even to my untrained eyes he seemed like a gimmicky quarterback and I mean we saw more and more of that as his career progressed and when he started playing he we saw something that we hadn't really seen from any quarterback prior. Well, you, you got to keep in mind, he came in the same year as Russell Wilson and uh, RG3. Yes. So all of those guys were doing the same thing. Yeah, it, but, that was like the surge of 
the read option at quarterback. The difference is Russell Wilson was actually able to make a clean conversion to being main, a mainly a pocket passer. He yeah, still he's makes moves. The only legs. one of the three that yeah. can do it. Both but, the other ones aren't even in the league. No, I know, and then I mean that's what I I always thought. I'm like. I had you saw all these pundits out there saying, "Oh, Colin Kaepernick has the potential to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and maybe if he was able to make a transition to being a pocket passer, that could very very well be the case." But we'll never know because the league adjusted so well to that, and Colin Kaepernick could not do anything. And that Jim Harbaugh's well. gone too. Yeah, and Jim Jim Harbaugh was the lifeblood of that team. Let's let's yeah. not let's be real here. And but dude, Kaepernick got Jim Tom Sula. Like, as his head coach after that. I mean, what the hell are you supposed to do with that? Harbaugh catered things to Kaepernick's skill set. And Jim Tom Sula is a D-line coach. Yeah. What's he going to draw up for Kaepernick? What's he going to tell the offensive coordinator to, you know, adjust? But, anyways, we weren't talking about Kaepernick. But, but we, 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 this started with Garoppolo. I know, I know. But even, and, but I, I have one more thing before we end that. Okay. It's not, it's not going to be... He's not going to be taking a shot or anything, but let's not forget he had a year under Chip Kelly, and Chip Kelly still wasn't able to. And Chip Kelly, being a read option type coach with a very fast mindset, yeah, but the league to adjusted to Chip Kelly just as much as they did to Colin Kaepernick. I mean, that they first did. year with the Eagles, everybody was drooling over it, yeah. and then after that, it was nothing. But he he was able to tap into Marcus Mariota's potential, but he wasn't able to do the same thing with Kaepernick. And if you ask me, they have very similar skill sets when it comes to running with the football. Different levels of play, though, too. Exactly. Exactly, but Marcus Mario was actually able to do it and make a decent, some semi-decent transition to pl- yeah. being an NFL quarterback. But with that, we're going to head to our commercial break. When we come back, we got our picks for the week. Trevor's going to join us via FaceTime, and then we're going to hit our WTF moment of the week. We'll be right back with more Backdoor Sports. What's up, sports fans? It's the coach, Mike Faber. This is Chris Sly, the fantasy guy. And we make up the fantasy fix every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. on WBLVSports.com. Other shows will tell you to start David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott. We told you that's who you were supposed to draft before the season started. Listen to us every week. We'll give you those fantasy picks that you can't find anywhere else to help you win your league that week. We don't have any funny accents here, but all we do is win. Listen to us and you'll do the same. We out. Send us out. Send us out, Chris Sly, the fantasy guy. That's all, folks. Better listen. Doug Peffer painting a pressure wash. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, commercial, or residential. Doug Peffer covers it all. Is your house looking ugh? We'll call on Doug. Doug Peffer painting a pressure washing. 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and get a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Pepper Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. What's up, everybody? This is Ren. And Webb. And Thump. We are the 8-Bit Bros. We are freaks, we're geeks, we're nerds, we're a tad bit irreverent, but you know what? We're variety. We call it like we see it. We're not afraid to tell each other or anyone else. Whoa, wait, wait. What? Family show. Uh, right. <laughs> That's only if you consider us family. That's a good point. Tell him where to find us. Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m., WBLZsports.com. Because we've got ball. Gen Service offers complete electrical service with a reputation based on quality. Turn to them for residential, commercial, and industrial electrical service. Doesn't matter if it's new construction, homes, electrical panels, hot tubs, generators, or a commercial rewire. The Gen Service team is licensed, bond, and insured to put your electrical concerns at ease. 
For an electrical contractor with 25 years of service, give Gen Service a call at 740-438-7173. Coming to a stream near you, Beer Belly Sports. Listen to these drunk guys talk about sports for about 10 minutes and derail after that. Listen to Steve-O, Geoffrey, and Kaner every Sunday night, 5 to 6 p.m. right here on WBLZ. We've got balls. You're locked into 24-7 Sports Talk. WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. You gotta keep them separated. Now, here are this week's NFL predictions. Just don't ask them to predict more than that. Ah, we're back, and we got the other host, Trevor, right here with us. Uh, I'm your host, Basilios, and then we got Alex sitting across from me here in in scenic Parkville, Maryland. Um, So we got our picks for you today, and Trevor, you're not here with us, so I'm going to let you go first when I ask about these matchups here. All right. So to, we got the Thursday night game tonight, which starts in a, roughly an hour. We got Washington visiting Jerry World to take on those Dallas Cowboys. Who you got? Uh, I got to get Redskins here. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys aren't the Dallas Cowboys without Zeke Elliott. I mean, we, we've seen what this man can do for this team, and we've seen what this team is without him. I think the Redskins take this one. You, you know my pick. You take it. The Cowboys' offense has been abysmal the past yeah. three weeks, and it's not just no Ezekiel Elliott. Des Bryant's getting shut down, and he's traditionally gotten shut down by Josh Norman. And Dak Prescott looks lost. So, skins yep. all day. So, I will also take the Washington Redskins. You guys thought I was going to take the Cowboys, didn't you? Sometimes you like to be a uh, devil's advocate. Don't you? Of course. <laughs> uh, time, time. <laughs> Next one, we got the Minnesota Vikings heading to the new Mercedes-Benz Superdome or Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I guess whatever the hell it is. I think it's the, still the Superdome. It's just it Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Okay, yeah. so uh, they're taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I got to take Vikes here, bro. I'm taking Vikes. Trevor, you? Oh man. Yeah, you, you jumped right to the hard matchup here. Um, it was the next matchup on the docket. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Of course, it's the hard matchup. Though I'm, you know, I'm gonna um, go with Atlanta Falcons. 
Okay. okay. I'm going to go Minnesota. They got the stronger defense. Matt Ryan still hasn't done anything this year to make me think that he's going to you know, outperform Minnesota's defense. That They have such an aggressive front seven, and then the back end with Harrison Smith and everyone. Uh, I, I mean, Julio Jones went bonkers last year, but he has a history of going bonkers one week and then not showing up the next. I think that's more likely this week. The Vikings offense has still been rolling smoothly with the two-headed running backs and uh, two-headed Two-headed running game in case Keenum's playing out of his mind. I think they continue that this week. Agreed. Uh, so our next matchup, the Detroit Lions coming to Baltimore. Who we got? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go Ravens. You're not going to see anything from this offense, but I think with that defense, that's enough to win you a game, especially at home. I think the Ravens' defense is going to push them to a win this week. I'm taking the Lions. They got a, a pretty decent defense. I know they're, I know they're banged up, but uh, they have, I think, five or six defensive and special teams uh, return touchdowns this year. And one thing we've seen from Joe Flacco this year is, you know, he hasn't taken many shots, but when he has taken the shots, they haven't landed, and they haven't even been close. He's only completed one pass over 20 yards this year. I don't see that changing this this week. Darius Slay is going to be matched up against Macklin most likely. Um, I think the Lions do enough on offense to score. Matt Stafford slings it around all day. Uh, Jimmy, Smith, Maybe not Jimmy Smith got exposed, but the secondary got exposed by Hopkins and Tom Savage well, last week, and I think Stafford and Tate and well, Jones are better. We saw what Hopkins can do with, uh, with any – Terrible quarterback. Yeah, he's even, great. Yeah, so I mean, I can't really say the Ravens secondary got exposed because you're going against one of the top three receivers in the league. But it's Tom Savage. It is, but at the same time, Hopkins can catch anything really. Uh, but I, I also I will go with the uh, the Baltimore Ravens here. I'm going to fall in line with my buddy Trevor here because uh, the defense, and especially because we saw that the Lions have their troubles getting into the end zone. And one of those games was against the Steelers, where Juju Smith-Schuster had that 97-yard touchdown. Um, I think I think the Baltimore Ravens, which who excel in red zone defense this year, although they might not excel in other scenarios, uh, Detroit has always has had trouble this season getting into the end zone in the red zone. I think Baltimore pulls this one out. It's going to be a sheer defensive game because I believe both offenses are going to struggle, but in the end, Baltimore pulls it out. So. Uh, next one, it's going to be a no-brainer. We got New England taking on Buffalo. I'm going New England. Patriots. Yeah, all three of us take Patriots. I will not pick against the Patriots for the rest of the year and throughout the entire playoffs. <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to, my friend. I would not expect you to. I, I'm sorry. It's going to, at this point, it's going to be Patriots-Steelers, and even then, I'm not picking against the Patriots. <laughs> but who's going to take them out? No, no one. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the truth. They started hop. Now they look weak. Steelers... They have their problems against New England and the Ravens. They just don't have the offense to. Yeah, man. And uh, so I, with the next matchup, uh, Alex and I kind of alluded to it already. San Francisco with Jimmy G at the helm going against the Bears with Mitch Trubisky at the helm. I'm going uh, 49ers here. I'm going Jimmy G right here. I'm going San Francisco. You guys can hop on that hype train all you want. Bears. Jordan Howard's going to run all over train. them. Niners can't stop a nosebleed. All right, all right. We'll see. We'll see. I think I think Jimmy G lights it up. I think Jimmy G has three hundred yards and three touchdowns. But um, I I think so. All right, moving on. We got the uh, the next game here. T- 
Tampa Bay against Green Bay. I'm going Green Bay here. Brett Hundley showed me a lot last week in that win, or in, in that, even in that loss against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Brett Hundley is looking like he's coming into his own, especially against the Tampa Bay defense uh, defensive secondary that looks very prone to the pass recently. Yeah, I'm going to go Green Bay here. You know, this one's tough for me because I feel like both teams are pretty equally terrible. But <laughs> that's an understatement. Mike Evans gets Jameis Winston back and saw what Antonio Brown did to them last did that secondary. He just abused them. The Steelers looked like they were toying with them. Like they, they were just letting them hang around until the end and they just decide, yeah, let's just end it now. Um, I think Mike Evans has a big game. I think Jameis Winston has a big impact on that offense. I'll take the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. Next game, we got Jacksonville Jaguars playing host to the Indianapolis Colts, and I got to go Jaguars here. Jaguars are seven and four, which is very respectable for uh, for this squad, as we've seen them not win. What was it? we? They haven't won more than what, like five games in the last like in the last like ten years. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> so. History, yeah, they haven't won more than four or five games. So I'm going to go Jacksonville. They get the eight wins. And uh, worst case, they finish 500. Jags. Yep, Jags. So we all agree on that one there. So uh, next matchup, we got the Denver Broncos taking on the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to go Dolphins here. Uh, uh, mm, let's see. Trevor Simeon's getting the start, isn't he? Um, I'm, yeah, Lynch yeah. got hurt. Yeah. Semyon came in last Lynch week, so it should be Semyon. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say my boy rebounds with a win this week. <laughs> Give the win to Denver. <laughs> I'm going to take Miami for no other reason besides Denver is just awful and they keep shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, and I hate John Elway, so I'll, I will always pick against Denver. They just have no offensive identity. They have no, no. idea what to do. No idea, and their defense is not helping them right now either. Uh, next game, we got the New York Jets taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to take the Jets in this match. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we're all going to hop on that train. I mean, the Chiefs, they they suck right now. They yeah, they do. They by beating the defending Super Bowl champions and the greatest quarterback of all time. And now they've been shitting the bed. Alex Smith does not look like what we saw the first few weeks. Um, I think it might be time for Pat Mahomes. Yeah, they so, lost to the Giants two weeks ago. Yeah, let, let's let's be real here. The Kansas City Chiefs started out five and zero, and since and then they've gone one and five. And the key to that is they haven't been able to get Kareem Hunt going. He was their dynamic guy running the ball and catching it out of the backfield. And yeah. for whatever reason, he hasn't been able to get it going, and that offense has you know stalled since the Steelers exposed them. Uh, every team has been showing them the cover two zone look, and this team has just not been able to get anything off the ground. So I think we, we, it's a clean sweep. We're all taking the Jets here. That's a neat one. Uh, we got the Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans going on next. I think take the Tennessee Titans here. Trevor? Uh, um, Tennessee. Uh, I'm sorry. you. The Texans just suck. I mean, <laughs> lose. Deshaun Watson, you lose J.J. Watt, and that's enough to make them not win another game the rest of the year. So I'm going to go Tennessee. I'm I'm going Titans, too. All right, all right. So we all got Tennessee. Next one should also be a no-brainer. The L.A. Chargers taking on the Cleveland Browns. Let's not forget, though, 
This is the same team the Browns beat last year to end their their uh, their losing streak. Team last year, and who did they beat? The L.A. Chargers or the San Diego Chargers. Sorry, different team. That's why they left. <laughs> but I got to take the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers are a different animal this week, and I know. Are in this year? I mean, the AFC West is just a shit show. They're gonna, the Chargers are going to win the AFC West. And it's hilarious, too. The Chargers are still so bad, in my opinion. They finally found their offensive their offensive niche, though. But at the beginning of the season, I'm not backing off of this. The Chargers are one of the one of the worst teams from an offensive line standpoint. And I, I, But I'm going to take them anyway in this week against the Browns because you'd be stupid to take the Browns at this point in the season. Yeah, Chargers. Chargers. I don't care if Josh Gordon's on the field. <laughs> True. He's he's going to get the start, according to Hugh Jackson. So Who cares? Yeah, right. Uh, we got a matchup of two 8-3 teams. NFC South, Carolina taking on New Orleans. Who you guys got? Saints. Uh, yeah, Saints. I'm going to go Saints. They're I hot. Think Drew Brees rebounds after that loss. Uh, tough loss to the Rams last week. They're another great defensive team. But uh, I'm going to go Saints. Um, it's in New Orleans in the in the Superdome. Uh, I'm gonna go New Orleans. All right, so I will give the Saints my conditional pick. If Marshawn Lattimore plays, I give it to the Saints. If he does not play, I give it to the Panthers. Whoa, 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 whoa! Can we do that? We've never done conditional picks. <laughs> it all hinges so, on the one. What do I write down? Just just put like an asterisk next to it. Saints. Okay. So you, <laughs> New Orleans asterisk. Just put put an asterisk like next to the same kind of the same asterisk asterisks that are next to the the uh, Patriots Super Bowl wins. Uh, but um, next matchup we got the Arizona Cardinals and the LA Rams. Easy Rams. Rams. Yeah. Rams. Guts glory Ram. Um, then we got the Oakland Raiders taking on the New York Giants. I'm gonna go Oakland Raiders here. Uh, I'm not trusting Geno Smith with that Giants offense. Yeah. I'm disgusted with how they're handling this situation. One Welcome to the club. Does not account for the whole goddamn team shitting the bed. This is not Eli Manning's fault. He's been there since 04. This man has won two Super Bowls, and you're going to bench him because the entire team shits the bed? No, that is, that is absolutely disgusting. That is terrible coaching and a terrible organization. I'm sorry, I'm going to go Raiders, but that, the Giants are just falling apart, and it's all, it all starts with Ben McAdoo benching Eli Manning. All right, we got two more matchups. We got the 10-1 and Philadelphia Eagles taking on the 7-4 and Seattle Seahawks. I'm going Eagles here. Seattle Seahawks are missing Richard Sherman and Cam Chancellor. Uh, so I, I really feel like uh, I feel like our guy Carson Wentz is going to have a field day. Uh, yeah, I, I hate I hate to do it. I hate both of these teams, but I hate to pick the Eagles. Um, that, that offensive line just against that Eagles D line, I just don't think they can protect Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson will be protecting himself again. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. I, I wanted to pick the Seahawks, especially since they're at home, but. You know, come to think of it, I, you know, as soon as you said that, I was thinking the same thing about the uh, defensive line against that offensive line. And Russell uh, Wilson will make plays. He can. I mean, he he Not should uh, he should clearly be in the MVP conversation at the end of the year because there's no way in hell that that team has the record they do without Russell Wilson. But yeah, to your point, the defensive line has been unreal for the Eagles recently. They've gotten a lot of turnovers. I think that continues. All right, and then we got the last matchup. It's Pittsburgh taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Pittsburgh Steelers in this matchup. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Like I said, Patriots Steelers. Get ready for it. All right, we got one more segment. You and Tomlin. We're we're gonna blast through this thing right now. Uh, so my here it is WTF moment of the week. Are you fucking kidding? Me? And now are, the guy's are, biggest WTF are, moments are, of the week. Are, are you fucking kidding? Me? All right, so my WTF moment of the week. What did I say it was again? Shit. <laughs> you got me, man. man. It's your what's that's, WTF? That's one right there itself. Yeah, right. <laughs> no. Um, Oh man, I really, I really dropped the ball on this one here, Trevor. I know you had one. Why don't you do yours first while I figure mine out again? I, I'm going to go back to the Denver Broncos here, and Akeem Talib and Michael Crabtree. Both we saw they both got into it last week um, on the sideline there, or on the field, which eventually resulted the the fight happened on the sideline. But you know, both were suspended two games, which was reduced to one. My problem with this is, didn't we see Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Green get into the same kind of incident earlier this year, and neither of them were suspended even one game? Yeah. So that, that I, I'm a little, uh, I can, all I can say is just, what the fuck? <laughs> there you go. That's the, way, that's the way to end it. Why would you suspend Tlaib and Crabtree, but not suspend Ramsey and Green? It doesn't make sense. It, nothing in the NFL this year makes sense for whatever reason. Fuck but you, Roger Goodell. Fuck <laughs> <you>. <laughs> That's beautiful, Trevor. I applaud you, sir. That was that was a plus. I give you an A plus for that. But um, mine this mine is not sports related. Um, I'm giving my WTF moment of the week to Matt Lauer, who was fired by NBC uh, earlier or, or a couple days ago, or was it yesterday? I think it was a couple days ago. But. Um, this man was reportedly making sexual advances on his co-workers and uh, several interns at NBC. And what, what ensued next was madness because a lot of the stuff came out uh, this morning. Apparently, Matt Lauer had a button under his desk that allowed him to lock the door from under his desk. Uh, so all he, he he got it so he could quote unquote stop or not get bothered while he's doing work. Uh, so my uh, my understanding from this is he would have what, whoever his target was come into his office and he would just lock the door and no he would not be bothered uh, during his <laughs> his little session there and that's not like that is the worst of it. Let me put it that way, but. That he is not the only one at fault here, especially for that button, because that button that locks the door is not a DIY project. For not so for sure. The first of all, the, he had to have a contractor or someone licensed to come in and mess with the wiring. He had to get this okayed from some from one of his bosses. And this is a thing that will cost a couple hundred dollars, and he probably said bill it to the company. Now this this is just shady. This is shady written all over it, and this is this is absolutely insane. It just adds to the list of these pigs that are that are sexually harassing these women, and think they'll get away with it just because they have sort of some sort of stature or power in society right now. So what the fuck, Matt Lauer? Get the fuck over yourself and have a shitty li- rest of your life, man. That's my fucky moment. All right, uh, perking some things up here. Back to sports. Okay. <laughs> My what the fuck moment is uh, to the Ravens fan base. What the fuck, guys? Uh, I heard that I wasn't at the game Monday night, so I can't say firsthand that I saw, you know, 
that the, the seats were empty. But I've seen a couple videos online, uh, the, the skydiving video pregame and a couple pictures online from my friends that were there. There were at least 5,000 empty seats there. I, I, am I off? 10,000 seats? I, I don't know, but it looked like a lot. And I heard that it cost, it actually cost more to go to a tailgate party outside of the stadium than it costs to buy a ticket on StubHub or whatever else you buy it from to go in the stadium. Okay. Now, that's on you. That's on you, Baltimore. We talked about the Orioles and their attendance issues and everything, and I'm sure I'm sure the kneeling thing has something to do with it. But if you expect the Ravens to play the way you want them to play, you have to show some support. And Sugg said something about it this week. He, he was saying that we need more crowd noise and everything this week. Uh, Ravens fans, what the fuck? Where, where are you at? Yeah, and so, I mean, uh, also, real quick, before we end this thing, I have Trevor's picks from Week 11, if he just wanted to jot those down real quick. I, I have his picks. Oh, oh, from Week 11. Week 11. Yeah, okay. So, um, Trevor, we calculated ours. I finished 11-3 and three for the week, and Alex finished 9-5, and five, so we got yours right now. Fucking Redskins. <laughs> uh, so, Trevor had, had um, you had the, you had Miami, uh, Detroit, Jaguars, Packers, Texans, Rams, Saints, Chiefs, Bills. Wait, how did I have the Rams if I picked the Saints? No, it was it was Saints versus Redskins two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, oh this is two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bengals, Patriots, Eagles, and Falcons. All right, you guys talk while I... Yeah, we got you, man. Yes. We got you. So, all right, that brings us to the end of our show. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. You know you guys can find us on iTunes and Google Play. If you just type in Backdoor Sports, if you want to subscribe to us, it would be greatly appreciated. Leave a five-star comment because we put a lot of work into this, and you put a lot of work into this, too, just listening to us ramble on for, a- for an hour. Uh, but if you like the quality of our stuff, let us know. We really appreciate it. And uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. You can find my personal account at guy on Twitter. You can find Alex at AlexOnSports. You can find Trevor. I don't even know what your, tre- what your Twitter handle is. I don't even use Twitter, guys. I don't use it anymore. All right. Well, you can find the show's account at RealBDSports. And you can also find us on Facebook at Backdoor Sports. The page is mostly managed by Trevor. Uh, and... Hey, that's what we got for you, man. Enjoy it. And you guys can find us on SoundCloud, too. SoundCloud. I know a lot of people use SoundCloud these days. But, Alex, do we have a tally? Uh, the Rams didn't play Week 11. They didn't? Yeah. Them, you must have meant the Chargers. Maybe. You, you probably just texted in L.A. Uh, but right here, what I have, um, I just need to figure out if Buffalo won that week or not. I don't think they did. So I have the I think I can pull up the schedule right here. Uh, it, it 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 doesn't matter. So one two three four five six seven eight nine. He's nine and five. Ha ha! You are tied with Alex for this week, Trevor. It seems I have won. All right. Well, you know I'll have to work on calculating that overall season record, and then uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, thank you so much for joining for joining us today, everybody. Thank you, Trevor, for taking time out of your busy day to hop on the show. Alex, I appreciate you staying a little bit longer afterwards. No problem. Uh, so we'll be back on Monday, everybody, with a live two-hour episode. And next Thursday, we will not be airing. I am attending a Maryland Terrapins basketball game to cover that, baby. Dope. So we'll talk to you guys on Monday. 
Have a safe one. Woke up quick at about noon. Just thought that I had to be in Compton soon. I gotta get drunk before the day begins. Before my mother starts bitching about my friends. About to get